Welcome to the Coaching Hive podcast. I am thrilled that you are here for today's conversation. But I want to start first with a question. When was the last time you met online with a member, a client, or even just a colleague, maybe a family member? Two years ago, you might have to stop and think about the answer to that question. But today, gosh, you can probably think of several instances in the last few days where you've met with someone online. It's the norm, not the exception. But honestly, it doesn't always go smoothly. How many times have you uttered the words, you're on mute? over the last two years? How many times have you been talking to someone important in a Zoom call in your super comfy slippers, your sweatpants, and a nice top? Even with the world getting back to a new normal, online communications, meetings, sessions, and conversations, they're not going anywhere. In fact, more people are opting to work from home and building their own business. So if that's the case, you need to know what platforms make the most sense for your business as well as best practices for those ubiquitous online calls. If you are ready to talk about this topic, if you're ready for this conversation, go ahead and grab your notebook and a pen and let's dive in. I'm Dr. Mora, and this is the Coaching Hive Podcast. There are many different platforms out there for online calls these days. I can't begin to highlight them all. So what I thought I'd do today is create a list of things to consider when choosing a platform for your online calls, your workshops, and your presentations. When you are choosing an online platform, I want you to think about a few key things. The level of interaction that you want, accessibility, whether or not it requires something special, and the cost. Well, let's dig into each of those four key components individually. When you are, when you're choosing an online call platform, the first step you probably want to take is to clarify what level of interaction you need and want during the call. For large groups, you may want to only have the speaker on camera and have mic capabilities. For other calls, you may want to have breakout sessions where participants can work together in small groups. For medium-sized groups, you might want the flexibility to easily pull a guest up on stage with you for a laser coaching session. The question is, how much control do you, as the person running the meeting, the session, the workshop, want to have? We have all been on calls where someone accidentally unmutes, and you can hear all sorts of things in the background. You spend time asking them to mute before you finally just mute them yourself. Do you want to deal with that during a big sales pitch or an important webinar? Probably not. In this case, you might find yourself gravitating to a webinar platform such as Zoom webinar. There are lots of different webinar platforms out there that do limit the options that your attendees have in order to participate. So start with the level of interaction that you want. I've tried out a few of the different platforms out there and there's definitely a range of quality. So no matter which one you think you wanna go with, be sure to test drive it before the big presentation or workshop. The good news is that many of these platforms have a 14 day free trial or they have some way for you to test it out without putting down bukus of money and spending time and energy on something that ultimately isn't going to work. 
So there are lots of options there. Okay, so that's the first key thing you need to think about when you are exploring online call platforms. The second one is accessibility. If you've been around me for any length of time, you know that accessibility is something that I hold near and dear to my heart. This is why we have full written transcripts, not just show notes, for every single podcast episode. We have closed captioning on every website and course video that I pulled out, and we have alt tags on pictures. We want every single person to be able to interact in a way that is most comfortable for them. And luckily, many of the platforms out there for online calls have come a long way in creating accessible options. In Zoom, for instance, you can turn on closed captioning for your guests. It's not perfect what automatic closed captioning system is, but that's okay. No automatic closed captioning is perfect, but having it available can make a world of difference for your attendees, your customers, and your clients. Another thing to think about is whether there are options for logging on to the presentation. Is there a phone number that allows your guests to connect if the internet's a bit slower in their location or if a phone interaction is simply more comfortable? Not everyone has business speed internet in their homes. So you wanna make sure that even people who don't have that high speed internet access can still join and participate in a meaningful way. So start asking the hard questions of the companies that you are exploring. The more we ask, the more accessible the platforms will become. The more you ask, the more accessible these platforms will become. Ask for the features. Ask your clients and customers and colleagues what features they need in an online call platform and ask for it. This is something that I am going to fuss over over about over and over. Like I told you just a moment ago, accessibility is really big to us. We absolutely, as a family and as a college professor, I want to make sure that everyone is able to access materials. Okay. So the first thing to look at is level of interaction. The second thing is accessibility. The third thing, and I told you there were four, so we're halfway through. I'm going to keep this nice and short so that you can go out and research. The third thing is Asking yourself if your guests will need to download something special to participate in your event, meeting, or conversation. Now, at this point, you might be thinking, but Zoom requires you to download and update and update and update. Yeah, but at this point, just about everyone has Zoom. So it's safe to assume that Zoom isn't going to require any extra work for your attendees. And I bring this up because I had a really interesting conversation the other day with an entrepreneur who was asking about Microsoft Teams. She was thinking about switching from Zoom to Teams for her membership calls. And this brought up the question of whether most people in her membership have Teams already on their computer. Likely, this would require a Microsoft subscription like Microsoft 365 in order to participate. And I let this person know, I said, you know what? Teams on my computer, it makes my computer run really hot. It kind of whirs a lot. My computer, my Mac and Teams don't get along really well. And so once she started to think about the implications of moving away from a platform that everyone uses for the most part on a daily basis to something that is a little bit more specific, she really got thinking and started to weigh the pros and the cons just a little bit more carefully. Ideally, choose a platform that's easy for your clients and your guests to access. 
bonus points if they don't have to download anything new. Either the application can run in the browser or it's a really common application like Zoom. Okay. Type of interaction, level of interaction, accessibility. Does it require something special and cost? Oh my goodness. Last but certainly not least is cost. How much does the platform cost? Is this a continuous fee, a one-time fee, something that is discounted when you pay by the year? What works best for your budget? There are lots of ideas and options out there. Some of them are less expensive and some of them are really expensive. And you know what? Sometimes the cheaper ones actually work better. Sometimes the more expensive ones have bells and whistles you will never in a million years use. So you're paying for stuff that you're not even using. These days, there are so many different options available to us that you don't have to stick with a platform that doesn't suit your needs or budget. I'll be honest, I tried out a webinar platform earlier this year that worked okay, but I didn't love it. I couldn't pause the platform in the months that I wasn't planning to run a webinar, and I don't have an evergreen webinar right now that's running behind the scenes that would mean I need to have that platform up and running all the time. So I wasn't real pleased with the audio of that particular platform either. It was kind of glitchy. And we do have business speed internet at our home, which means it wasn't on my end of things. It was the platform. After that, I tried out Zoom webinar which we had kind of originally bypassed because it didn't have a great evergreen option. It does actually allow for evergreening right now. Um, but it also allows me to choose the months that I want to use that add-on. So I'm not paying for it when I don't need it. If I don't have an a webinar that I want to evergreen in the moment, then I don't have to pay for Zoom webinar. If I'm not planning a live webinar for that month, I don't have to pay for Zoom webinar. So look at your options, be informed. There are differences out there in the market. When you're doing this research, think about these four things, just as a quick recap. The level of interaction that you want to have during the event, the accessibility features, whether or not it requires something special, and the cost. With so many options out there, I'm sure that you'll find the right fit for your business. But even the best platforms require you to operate with best practices in mind. Let's take just a few moments here to think about those best practices. Some of you are thinking, yeah, I know this. That's okay. You could probably rattle off a slew of best practices. And others of you who are listening to this podcast might be newer to online calls and might be wondering what the best practices actually are. I have been teaching online for many years now. And I am definitely in that rattle off the best practices camp. So here we go. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. And please feel free to pass these tips along. Maybe they'll make your next call just a little bit less hiccupy or glitchy. Okay, so here it is. These tips work for you as a presenter and for your attendees. The first one is to use a wired internet connection. In other words, if you don't have to rely on Wi-Fi, don't. The second thing to do is to restart your computer before any big calls or presentations. But the caveat is do it well in advance of your start time because you know what happens? The sneaky updates, they come through. They happen at the worst of times, right? They happen right before the big presentation and you're sitting there sweating and worried that you're not going to be able to get back into your computer in time. So restart your computer, 
give it a little moment to breathe and get all those extra apps and everything kind of shut down. Only run what you actually need to run during that call. So if you don't need three browsers open, don't have three browsers open. Okay, earbuds. Please use earbuds. If you are just relying on your computer speakers, chances are at some point you are going to create an echo. When you're thinking about earbuds, Wired is awesome. Whether it's earbuds or headphones, Wired is the way to go. You're going to have much, you'll have a much smoother experience. Fewer glitches. Honestly, when I was teaching, uh, the, the students who used AirPods had far more trouble than the students who used wired earbuds or wired headphones. The AirPods drop connection. Sometimes they create an echo. Sometimes they don't even connect to the call. It just kind of is a little bit crazy what what those Bluetooth devices will do. So if you have, you know, just a wired set of earbuds or headphones, that's great. You're going to have a much better experience. I personally use wired earbuds because I don't have to worry about them. Then I don't have to think about the charge. I don't have to worry about the echo or them losing connection. It's just easy. It's just easy. The next tip is to stay muted when you are not speaking. Because at some point you're going to forget you're not on mute if you don't do that. And you're going to say something, you're gonna, some, someone's going to walk into your office or into your room where you are and start talking and everyone's going to hear it. You might be carrying around your phone or your laptop. If you're listening to a call, you got to remember where you are. Okay. So <laughs> if you have your camera on and I do encourage you to always turn on your camera to stay engaged and present in the moment, also be aware of your surroundings. Please know if you have people running through your room uh, who may not be appropriately dressed for an online camera scene. <laughs> so you got to make sure that everyone's wearing the appropriate clothes. And finally, it is tricky when you have a big group of people together who all want to share their experiences and ask questions. It can be kind of like everyone unmutes at the same time and piles in. So you can ask your participants and this is a good thing to do as a participant to raise your virtual hand, your digital hand, especially if the group is large and you'd like to speak. Raise your virtual hand. You can also, if everyone has cameras on, the group isn't super big, meaning there aren't pages upon pages of Zoom pictures. You can also raise your physical hand so that your presenter can see you. But really raising that digital hand pops your picture to the top of their feed, makes it just so much easier to see you and to interact with you. So those are the tips. These again work for you as a presenter, but also for your attendees. And I find setting the stage and saying, hey, today what we're gonna do is we're gonna all mute at the beginning. We're gonna leave our cameras on and this is how it's gonna work. If you have a question, a comment, a concern, go ahead and raise that digital hand. And at the next stopping point, I am going to call on you so that we can get that question answered. And just setting the stage for what to expect and what you'd like to have happen. That's the best way to get those needs met. Okay. This brings me to the part of the podcast where I ask you to take action. I was on a call today with a colleague and she had a bunch of different things in front of her that needed to be done and nothing was really getting done because there were just so many things to think about. Remember to just choose one thing to work on. 
Focus on the next one thing. If you are here today listening and you are new to online calls and you're thinking about incorporating more calls into your business, your action item, your one thing is to explore platforms and do a bit of research using the concepts that I share today. Remember remember to keep in mind the level of interaction that you desire, accessibility, what extra things it might require like a downloaded app and cost. Many platforms, like I said, have free tiers or trials so that you can give them a whirl before you commit. And even if you have committed, don't feel like you have to stick with it if you don't love it. If you are listening to this podcast today and you're thinking, I already have a platform that I love. Well, I want you to think about if you've been following best practices and if you've been setting the stage adequately for your attendees to also use these best practices. Think about the tech issues that you've experienced in the past. Could they have been eliminated or alleviated with these best practices? Go ahead and create a checklist to follow in the future so that you and your attendees are all following best practices. I guarantee you the entire online world will thank you. So two different action steps to take based on where you are in your online call journey. Choose the right next step for you. Now, as we wrap up today's conversation about live calls, remember that imperfect action is the best action. Live calls are live. Things happen. Glitches will appear. You will freeze at some point. Your audio will cut out and your camera will malfunction. But here's the thing. No one expects perfection. Just smile and go with the flow. That's all I have for you today, but I trust that our conversation has provided value as you continue to build your business. I'd love to hear from you and know what platforms are your favorite online call platforms. And I look forward to seeing you back here next week for another episode of the Coaching Hive podcast, where a focus on mentoring and community removes the overwhelm of building your successful and profitable business and adds in a dose of momentum. Until next time, have a healthy, safe, and happy week.